It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. Today in the Word, we're in Mark chapter number 5. A title for this devotion today would be A Demon, a Daughter, and a Disease. Now, a little bit of background. In the last chapter, chapter 4, the very last thing that took place is Jesus was on a boat with his disciples, and the storm came, and man, they were fearful, and Jesus calms the storm, and Jesus, man, he just brings peace into the situation. And the chapter ends in verse 41 with the disciples asking, basically, who is this? What manner of man is this? Man, even the winds and the waves obey him. So chapter 4 answers with a que- uh, ends with a question that I believe is answered in chapter number 5. Because chapter 5, man, we see three people, we see three needs, and we see three opportunities to G- for Jesus to answer the question, uh, what manner of man or who is this man? So we begin the chapter and we see a, a demon-possessed man who is dwelling in a graveyard on the far side of the Sea of Galilee. And then we see uh, Jairus, uh, this ruler of the synagogue, and his daughter who is ill. And then we see a woman, a certain woman she's called, that has an issue of blood. So let's read about them. In verse 1 in Mark 5, it says, And they came over to the other side of the sea, uh, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked off by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and he worshipped him. The word worship there is the idea of falling down on your face and uh, kissing the ground. And then we see the next person, Jairus, in Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 21, it says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship to the other side, much people gathered to him, and he was near to the sea. And behold, there came to him um, came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray you, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And then we see in Mark 5, in verse 25, Uh, the woman with the issue of blood. It says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood, she had a blood disorder uh, where there was this continual bleeding. She had an issue of blood for 12 years, and she had suffered many things by many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I will be whole. What faith? And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and and you're saying, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. 
But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Man, three people, three needs, three opportunities for Jesus to answer the question of the disciples in chapter 4, who is this man? All three of these situations would have been considered unclean by the Old Testament law. According to Numbers chapter 19 and verse 16, if you touched a grave, you became unclean and you had to go through a ceremonial cleansing. According to Leviticus 15, 25 through 27, if a woman was having a time of bleeding, she was considered unclean and had to once again go through a ceremonial process to be considered clean again. And then in Numbers chapter 19 and verse 13, it talks about how touching a dead body would make someone unclean. So I don't think it's coincidental that God picks three stories to illustrate the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, who he is, by choosing three different stories of situations where according to the Jewish law, man, these people would have been ceremonially unclean. And to enter into this situation or to touch them would have made that person unclean as well. Now, what's true of man is not always true of the Lord because Jesus not only created the law, but Jesus literally was the law incarnate. He was, uh, we could say Jesus was above the law because he was the greater. So we see here these three great needs covering these different circumstances of human pain and human suffering, human difficulty, and Jesus meets each need. You know, we're doing a sermon series right now at church on Sunday mornings called When God Shows Up. And that's just a phrase we've used to describe God coming to this earth at Christmas as a baby in the manger. But Jesus didn't just show up on that Christmas morning in that manger. The entire time Jesus was walking about this earth, it's just a chronology of God showing up in one person's life after another. And I don't believe that ended with the life of Christ on this earth. I believe that continues to this day. Through our life today and every day, man, God is showing up in situation after situation, in circumstance after circumstance, in need after need. Now, I don't think we're always aware of that. I don't think we're always conscious of it. I think sometimes the God of this world, Satan, wants us to be blinded to that. Sometimes I think just the busyness and the press of life causes us to be unaware or blinded of that. Or maybe it's just the hurriedness of jumping into the day without first praying and getting into God's word that doesn't really tune our heart toward him. I was just thinking this morning when I got up and I began to read the Bible, and, and it just felt so stale, so cold, so far from me. It wasn't like I get up and open the Bible and all of a sudden the glowing light of Scripture just uh, envelops me and I'm in the presence of the angels. Absolutely, I felt nothing and nowhere. But you know what? As I read the Scripture and as I begin to cross-reference the Scripture and as I began to see how it fit into other things, man, it started warming my heart. It started encouraging me. It started making me consciously aware, not just in my mind of God's presence, but in my heart of his presence and that relationship. Just the importance of getting into God's word each day and taking that time to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our heart and to bring us into his presence. So Jesus comes near in these situations of great pain and responds. The disciples at the end of chapter 4, they wanted to know who this man is 
Well, now there's no doubt. Man, he's the son of God, but he's also shown as powerful, compassionate, unafraid, and above and beyond the law. Who is this? Man, it's the compassionate Savior who came to die for the sins of the world. You know what? Maybe even though you know this, some days you wonder, who is this Jesus? Or maybe, is he really who he says he is? Maybe you ask the question, can he meet this need? Or maybe you're asking the question today, does he even really care? Well, the answer is yes. Who is this? It's Jesus. He can meet your need. He is compassionate and he absolutely cares what's going on in your life today. But notice this, in all three needs, in all three circumstances, they went after Jesus. Man, the un man with the unclean spirit in verse six says when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran to him and he worshiped him. Man, when you see Jairus in verse 21, he, he came, it says, and he ran and he fell at Jesus's feet. And even the woman who pressed into the crowd, man, just to touch Jesus. But when Jesus caught her eye, what did she do? It says she fell at his feet. So it's interesting, three parallels. They all had a need. They were all unclean. They all came to Jesus. And man, they all fell at his feet in homage and recognition of who he is. Man, and I thought in this, what a beautiful picture of salvation. There comes that point in our life when we realize our need, right? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that truth becomes personal to us. And we realize there's just something not right in us. We're just not right with God. And then we see Jesus and we hear about Jesus and we hear the truth. And maybe not physically, but at least emotionally and spiritually, we fall at his feet, simply acknowledging who he is, that he is the Savior, that he is the Son of God who came, that he is the one who died for our sins on the cross and was buried and he rose again. And then, man, we have that meet met. We have that healing by Jesus Christ. So they came, they fell, they acknowledged who he was and what they received from him. If you don't know Christ today as your Lord and Savior, it begins with acknowledging your need. It begins with recognizing who Jesus truly is and he's the one that died on the cross and then it ends in receiving Christ and that salvation that can only come from him. So we have this great picture of salvation. I'm so thankful for the part God allows us to have in seeing people come to Christ. I was so thrilled this Sunday morning in our 930 worship service when uh, two men responded to the need of Christ. And one of them, I know we were able to talk to already and receive Jesus. And, and that's a wonderful thing. It just shows us that Jesus is still Lord. Jesus is still showing up in unclean people's lives and he's still meeting the need. So here's the word for today. Be encouraged in your need. Jesus is passing by today in your life. Just cry out to him in your need with confidence in him and he will meet that need in your life today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.